This is Ryan Watches a Movie, the show where we force our friend to watch a secret movie and tell us what he thought. This is your first time tuning in. Ryan has a degenerative neuromuscular disorder known as Frederick's Ataxia. Please consider visiting curefa.org to learn more and discover ways to help. My name's Adam Patterson. I'm joined today by Kevin Rakestraw. How are you, Kevin? Uh, I'm doing all right. How'd you like the new intro? Was it okay? I, I thought it was fine. I'm I might... I did is it that, live. Is it still? Do you still play all the 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 things? The I, clips? I don't think I don't think so because that recording is so old that well, I don't the, actually have the master for it anymore. Well, you gotta make a new one then. I would have to make a new one, and you I have, just I, I just you, no, you have to. You gotta do it. There there is a new intro song that is that that you all heard. Oh, okay. What I might do is just, I might record that beginning part and play it, but this yeah. week, did it live, just to see how it sounds, but yeah. We're also joined by Ryan Holes, the mythical beast. How are you, Ryan? Man. How you feeling, man? It's been a long time. Yeah. You've been MIA for weeks. Huh. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, <laughs> yeah, I was expecting you to be like, well, I got this fucking back thing going on and then this other thing. You're just like, eh, whatever. It's whatever. Yeah, I was expecting you to tell me that like you have an exoskeleton thing going on now. <laughs> that you're, kind of, that you're like a mech or something. Like uh, I haven't heard your voice in like three months and you're just like, eh. I, am, uh, I have a back thing. Me too. Uh, cool. And thing. I don't got that. And I have my heart thing. I kind of have a heart thing. Two for three. So, sir, unhealthy, un- unhealthy uh, crew we got going on here. <laughs> many, many ailments to be had. Next week, I'm going to come in and be like, "Yeah, my eyeball fell out last week, so I'm dealing with that." <laughs> Uh, let's just, let's just list our ailments instead. Let's just turn <laughs> yeah. this into a new podcast. Let's just full on go into middle age. Yeah, I was gonna say this is like the getting the getting old podcast. The uh, I don't know if either of you have watched the new John Mulaney special, but he does this whole bit about getting old, and because he's he's actually thirty five, so he's not much older than us, and he did this whole bit about it, and it was really funny. He's not much older than you guys, but he's a younger man. Yeah, he's he's younger than you. He talks about how he just he's just like moist all the time. He's just like <laughs> profusely sweating, <laughs> like, and like he'll get up and realize that like his back and like his butt is like sweaty. It's like wet, and he doesn't know. He thought he thinks that he sat in something, but it's just him. That's about right. I've yeah, been a- sweating for years. <laughs> I can imagine. The whole wheelchair situation. Yeah, the wheelchair situation. Plus, like, uh, b- before you were really, you were a sweaty motherfucker before. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you get contain all that into a wheelchair. Oof. It, it's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> well, I'm just now remembering when he didn't have the handles. And sometimes you would <laughs> slap yeah. in there. And you're just like, oh, God. My physical therapist said that the other day. And she immediately screamed gross. 
<laughs> oh no. You know it's bad if a physical therapist says gross. <laughs> well, the be- the best was with that wheelchair when we be so so Ryan had I don't know if you still have it, but he had a wheelchair that had no handles in the back. So when you push him, you're just pushing on the backrest part. And that's exactly the where his armpits are so a lot of times you're pushing him you're out in the hot sun you know pushing him through a city or whatever and you're just in your hands your hands are essentially just in, in, <laughs> inside of his armpits yeah you're wristy just walking through the city in 90 degree weather it's a nice one <laughs> yeah what's, what's this podcast about what do we do we're talking about a, a movie this week what movie did you watch the Babysitter's Club. The Babysitter's Club from 1995. We picked this in honor of National Babysitter's Day coming up this week. I have a synopsis here. Seven junior high school girls organize a daycare camp for children while at the same time experiencing classic adolescent growing pains. This is directed by Melanie Mayron. Uh Ryan, tell us a little bit about The Babysitter's Club, please. Well, I need to start off by saying... About a time machine and Charlie Beast was a guy I would punch every one of them in the face. <laughs> um, that being said. All right. Started I off good it. with child abuse. Uh, I hated my life the whole time I watch this. Um, Basically, there's a group of teenage and pre-teenage girls, and they're all babysitters, and they set up a club to babysit, and for some reason, they start a day here, but I feel like for... 12-year-old girls are daycare. There has to be at least one person that could drive. Well, also, let's let's pause that idea and just break it down. They decide to start a daycare. These are like 12, 13-year-old girls, I'm guessing. Yeah. Maybe maybe a little bit older, 13, there, 14 even. There, there's two that are like 9 or 10 or, 10 or 11. All right, so they decided to start a daycare. Did they form an LLC? Was this like a sole proprietorship, some sort of partnership that was happening here? Did they incorporate? That's the first question. The second question is, I'm pretty sure you have to have a lot of different licenses and things like that to start up a daycare. You can't just be like, oh, yeah, uh, we're a daycare now, so just drop your kids off here. Well, where did they do one of the only adults in the movie called them on not having a license. And they're just like, okay, all right, that's cool. And nothing <laughs> was ever said about that again. Do you, are, are you licensed and insured? No? All right, well, here's my child. Where do they operate this out of? Just uh... they, they create a... Daycare, it starts in a backyard. It's not, even, it's, <laughs> it's not indoors. And it's then, 
dump the kids in the yard. Some uh, building that was run down and closed by the uh, historical designer and they allow all these children there to clean it up. <laughs> so, so first they take they dr- they dump them in the yard first, then they take over. A, a, an abandoned building and then force the kids wait are are the kids being babysat cleaning it up or are the is the uh, the babysitters club that's cleaning it up i guess they're kind of being babysat but everyone's cleaning at this point okay it's a, it's a fun activity that they came up with so we're not worrying about child labor laws it's basically slavery <laughs> It's yeah, so these child labor laws because I doubt any other parents know anything that's going on. Incredible. So okay, so they set up this this child work center, labor camp. What happens next? One of the babysitters is trying to get in touch with her father. That she hasn't talked to for years. Uh, one of the girls has to go to summer school. And apparently, that is the worst thing ever. According to her, which that, that was another one that I wanted to punch him in the face. Because, I mean. <laughs> Come on, it's over school. You're not like dying of AIDS or anything or cancer. You know, it's not that big of a deal. I don't know. I had to go to summer school one time and it it, it was really bad. Did it, it really sucked. Did you uh, sulk the entire summer? Yeah, pretty much. It was uh, it was a bad experience. It was a, it was a pretty awful experience. There's a third one. Uh, she's 13, but she ends up meeting a 17-year-old boy that is in the U.S. from Europe for the summer. And you guess they're pretty much the whole movie behind him. And then towards the end, he finally figures out that she's only 13. Mm-hmm. And that's not cool. Apparently, no, it's cool with that. But then they end up breaking something, and the boy comes back the next summer, and they end up dating again, apparently. So, so he's 18, and she's like 14? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's not legal. Mm-hmm. That's that's very inappropriate. Oh, and that's it. Parent. They just they live they live happily ever after. Yeah. All right. So, what'd you think of it? I hate it. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> mm, that's unfortunate. Let's uh <laughs> let's take a look at who's in this movie. So we have Rachel Lee Cook. 
There, we have that for us. You said there are quite a few big names in the movie. You have uh, La- Larissa Olnick, Alex Mack. Does she turn into a puddle of water at all in this? She is not. No. Oh, forget this then. Ellen Burstyn is in this. Interesting. Does she play a grandmother? Uh, no, I believe that's the neighbor that's obsessed with flowers. Ah. Oh, that's the whole thing. Man, they look like they are having such a good time in the 90s on that cover. I wish I thought I was half as good as them. Did this, uh, did this bring you back? Was it nostalgic? Did it remind you of your your life in the 90s? No, because I babysit little kids. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Is that all this movie has going for it? There's yeah. nothing else going on? Uh, truth, I really didn't care what was happening. I just wanted to be over. Yeah, man, I can't get over this this all poster. I, all I do is cry like little girls about everything. Hmm. Are are they not little girls though? Uh, no, they're. Like they yeah, seems, it seems like natural. Okay. They're acting like themselves, man. <laughs> they're acting like themselves, <laughs> and I hate it. Oh, <laughs> uh, so obviously this is based on the popular book series. I don't know if the I don't know if the they're still making those books. Yeah, maybe. I mean, like I, the, I, I, everything else is coming back. I'm, I'm sure they're those books uh, have made a comeback. Like I, I know that there's like a lot of a lot of those kind of classic uh, kids book series that that they have lasting power. Like the Hardy Boys, for instance. I know that. Like, I don't think they've been writing those forever. And yet I remember reading those as a kid, even though they were, they were really old when we were growing up, I don't know. but I, I don't know if they're, if they're writing new, new adventures of these babysitters in their club. I, I don't, frankly, I, I never read one of the books, so I don't know what the books entail, like what happens in the books. I haven't been to a book land forever. No, Bookland. I don't know if Bookland exists anymore, which is probably <laughs> I, I can tell you for, uh, uh, I think it does. I can tell you for a fact, Bookland does not exist anymore. <laughs> well, I didn't know if it was one of those instances where there's like there's like one uh, remaining Bookland, like in some weird Midwest town. Yeah, like the population fact- of like 500 or something. Yeah, like the fact there's there's still like five, I think it's like five or nine blockbuster stores yeah. still around there in Alaska. I don't know. I don't think Bookland made it. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> well, I remember one of the draws of Bookland later on was the fact that they rented movies. This was before the the video rental store was like a big thing. You would rent movies from places like Bookland. And then pay the $9 late pay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you ended up losing the movie or something, you had to pay like $500. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Kevin, Have do, do you know any, are you familiar with the source material at all? No, I'm not. And uh, I'm all, like, I just don't understand like how, like, what did they do? 
actually. That's 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 like, what how, I'm wondering. How can you have so many books? Like I I don't know if there was more to it than just them. Yeah, did like, they solve mysteries? Like what? I think I think they do solve mysteries. I remember. I don't, I I feel like if that's what they do in the books, though, that there would be a mystery to be solved in the movie. Right? I mean, I feel like that yeah. they would follow that. Yeah, if that was a central, central was, thing to the books. There was a girl that lied about her age, which that's a good example for young girls. Uh, there was a girl that lied to everyone about seeing her father, and there's a girl in summer school. So there weren't any mysteries in this one. Huh. Okay. Well, according to the Wikipedia page for the Babysitter's Club, the books were written between 1986 and 2000. So I don't know if they're still being written. I'm sure that they're still very popular. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many. Okay, so I'm trying to see how many books there were. 213. Two, 213. If you're not solving mysteries, how do you write 213 books just centered around babysitting? It says uh, friends that run a local babysitting service called the Babysitter's Club. There were four original members, uh, but the but the total number varies throughout the series. the The books are told in first person narrative from the perspective of the character named in the title, who will confront common problems such as illness, sibling rivalry, peer conflicts, jealousy, and parents' divorce and remarriage. Uh, okay, All right. so there you go. It's just. Uh, so they're running the business with the other girls, and then each one of them has their own book. Yeah, they dealing do with dealing life. with a, an adolescent problem. Yeah. Okay. No, okay, I can see two hundred. Well, two hundred thirteen still seems like a bit. It, it, it seems like a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that they. I'm sure that each character has been was revisited several times, and as it says here that they added and lost members. So I'm sure that oh, new shit, people were coming in with new problems. Do you think they like killed off characters? That's a great question. I don't know if like, they ever, I mean, it seems like a, a, a theme rich that you could do a lot with, which is loss and death and stuff. But it also yeah, seems kind of crazy to kill off preteen babysitters. It would have made this movie a lot better if they <laughs> killed each other off. I didn't say they murdered each other. I was just thinking, like, maybe one got cancer. Uh, Not, uh, you know, one knifed another one. Because, <laughs> you know, she found out that she was getting paid less than than they, one of the other ones. They shagged each other in the waves and I on the on the Wikipedia page, they have like a breakdown of some of the main characters, and I'm not as I scan through, I'm not seeing, not seeing any. Cancer. No, I'm not. I'm not seeing any of them because that, that just died. Lead, that, that leads me to believe that at a certain point, you kind of run out of stuff. 
So it it seems I would imagine that every single kid parents divorced. So you have, you know, six mm. characters, seven characters, eight, and then you can do a a divorce themed book for each one and you, you just could. kind of recycle them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it looks like some of them moved away, so that was like issues where where they have they moved to different places and then in one one book was about the uh, grandmother dying so they do deal with death uh but i don't know if any of the actual kids were involved there's a lot of narration in this movie also oh screw that like a whole yeah. lot. that's the first thing you said well not the first thing that's the main thing you said that's just like no fuck this movie it's not surprising a lot of those a lot of movies that are adapted from books that were written in first person tend to carry that over for some reason were they were they at least good at babysitting were they good babysitters were they attentive uh i they were yeah they were attentive i give them that. <laughs> okay all right so they they were at least good at their job they were competent babysitters when they weren't worried about like the fucking world's problems, <laughs> like like my my shorts up backwards, it's <laughs> the sh- end of the world. <laughs> my shirt's on backwards. <laughs> it's the end of the world. <laughs> I just the the journey of that thought process, uh, you know, that string of words that you just laid out. How you you started off with world's problems, which made me think of certain things in my head, and then you followed up with my shorts are backwards, which was the furthest thing in my mind from world problems. Exactly. Ridiculous. That's my point. (laughs) Gotcha. They're, They're worried about nothing. All right. There's also a TV series that ran, a 13-episode TV series that ran in 1990s. This was before the movie, and it ran on HBO and Nickelodeon. So maybe that's worth giving a look. They couldn't get Babysitter's Club off the ground. They couldn't transition it from book to other media, just not working out for them. No, it doesn't, doesn't seem like it. I mean, the movie... On Rotten Tomatoes, if I remember correctly, I don't have it in front of me. I think it had something like a 65% or something like that. So it wasn't horrible as yeah. far as reviews. It doesn't sound like... I mean, I, I vaguely remember when this movie came out and being like, nope. Because at the time, you know, I'm I'm a... This opened on the, the, the same weekend as Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah. So, so you that, know where so we were. Yeah, so that's what that... So we were seeing Mortal Kombat, all about that Mortal Kombat action. That's wild to think that at the same time I was walking into that movie theater to see Mortal Kombat, Babysitter's Club, playing in another theater. Yep. That's just, that's wild. Here we are, so many years later, and Ryan's watching it. (laughs) Everything comes full circle. All right, let's go ahead and give you your drum roll on this. What do you give the Babysitter's Club? One. That is a one out of ten. Um, Ouch. This thing is because 
It's based off of movie content alone. I really, I really hate this, and I really felt like it was a chore to watch it. Mm. So, did I want to make sure I heard you right? You said that this is based mostly on on content. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. So, what do you I'm normally not, base it on? Not, not like not like you know the acting or anything. It was the like the writing. What I was mentioning about everything. Mm. Okay. Okay. Just the the plot, just the narrative of it, just was not working. Why the hell did I watch this movie? By the way, well, I'm glad you brought that up because this <laughs> week is National Babysitters Day. It's observed on May 9th. This special day is celebrated the Saturday before Mother's Day. On this day, we give babysitters across the nation appreciation and special recognition for their quality child care. Babysitting isn't what it used to be. In certain parts of the country, babysitters earn a good chunk of the mighty dollar. Their skills factor into their hourly rates, too. Depending on the area of the country, babysitters can demand anywhere from $12 to $20 an hour. Money aside, they do provide fun and safe care so parents can have some time for some rest, a dinner, and maybe a movie. Now, you may be asking yourself, how do I observe National Babysitter's Day? Well, let me tell you. Take advantage of the opportunity to show your appreciation for your babysitter. Send them a special thank you gift of flowers, candy, or a handmade thank you card from your little munchkins. Share your appreciation on social media using hashtag National Babysitter's Day. If I had a babysitter, I'd send her dead flowers. Send dead flowers? <laughs> I think yeah. you would have that babysitter that long. Here's what I think you should do to celebrate it. Give your babysitter a bonus check or however, however much. Yeah. However much you pay them, like give them double that. Can you imagine if you're a babysitter and in the mail, you got some like stupid ass handwritten card or whatever from like two, like five and seven year olds. Yeah. Dumb ass card for you. And it was like, happy babysitter's day i'd be fucking pissed and they paid me the same amount when i yeah. the next time i went just give them a bonus just give them a cash bonus because that that truly is the best way i mean these these are kids that, that they don't have a lot of discretionary income this is probably their only babysitting gig or one one of their only babysitting gigs are probably saving up for Hopefully something good like a car or school or something like that or whatever. And just just give them some extra money. Just give them that cash. I like how they did. They they put it the day before Mother's Day. Because yeah. <laughs> so it's I see, I see the thinking here is that you're going to have the, the nice dinner or something for Mother's Day. So you're going to need to be in the good graces of your babysitter. Yeah, so if you're if you're having your babysitter work on Mother's Day, you got to give them the extra cash, not this bullshit hand handmade card business. You kidding me? Yep. No, I agree. Brian, what do you think about National Babysitters Day? Uh, I think <clears throat> it's a big old national pedophiles, man. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ, why did we come back? We got to go on hiatus again. Uh, Ryan goes <laughs> immediately dark with it. Jeez. Immediately dark. National pedophile day. No more, more I think about this. These girls live in some weird town where there's hardly any adults. And they're all kids. How are these kids being made? How are they being made? Okay. Uh, prob- they're probably adults. They're probably just not really present. They're just, they're That's why there's babysitters. That's why you have the baby. Ridiculous. Ryan, you might appreciate this. The Babysitter's Club uh, motion picture soundtrack, the album. One of the producers was Jermaine Dupree. Jesus Christ, can he move off of the pedophile? Uh, he he's uh, not a known pedophile, I don't think. I I thought he arrested for that years ago. I think that there were look it up. I think maybe there were rumors. I don't know if there were any actual allegations. Because one of the, I mean, I remember one of the big things was that he, he was in the, uh, you know, discovering really young talent. Didn't he discover, wasn't he in the one that like found Bow Wow when he was little Bow Wow or something? Yeah. Unless he's got like a really good uh, team scrubbing his Wikipedia clean. Not seeing anything. I don't remember anything about that. I mean, I, I, I do remember reading other people say, like, oh, it's a little weird what he's doing here with all these, like, little kids. Yeah. Uh, it was all in your head. Yeah. You, you, just, you just assumed he was a pedophile. <laughs> oh, boy. What a, what a dark turn this took. Any final thoughts before we close it out this week, Ryan? Babysitter's Club, Babysitter's Day. Stupid. Stupid. So eloquent. All right, I think that's going to do it. Thank you so much for listening. You can send us your questions and topics to feedback at filmpulse.net. You can follow us on Twitter at filmpulse.net, at filmpulsekevin, and at my legs don't work. And if you have a minute, take a look at our Patreon page, patreon.com/slash filmpulse. Consider helping us out by becoming a subscriber. For Kevin Rakestraw, my name's Ann Reinholz. My name's Adam Patterson. We'll see you next week. Oh, yeah.